Chapter 19 Back in our room that night, Rodden went straight to bed. Tobias was at his desk reading another book. I lay on my bed, staring out the window. Tucked beneath my, pi- tucked beneath my pillow was a spool of thread, a needle, and a small pair of sewing shears. Shears are like scissors. I did have a tear in my shirt from the horse ride, but I was going to re- but I wasn't going to repair it. When I had enough privacy, I planned to cut the shirt up and sew a few pockets into the lining of my clothes. The vest I wore in the daytime had only one useless pocket on the outside. I needed a way to hide items inside my clothes where nobody would think to look. After verifying the sewing items were well hidden, I sat up and stared out the window near my bed. I pulled a garland from my vest pocket, stolen from Connor's pocket after dinner, and absentmindedly let it roll over my knuckles. When it reached my pinky finger, I carried it with my thumb back to my forefinger. Nice trick, Tobias said. It helps me think. What are you thinking about? Ways to get you to stop talking to me. Tobias wasn't phased. While I have candlelight in this room, you can't possibly see outside. What are you staring at? Nothing. This is what you do during lessons as well. Are you lost in your daydreams? Dreaming of what my life might have been like if I'd made other decisions. Tobias set his book down flat on the table. Like what? If I'd stayed with my family... Then you'd have become a drunken musician like your father was. Probably, but I wouldn't be here. I turned back to him. Aren't you content with the choices you have made? I never made any choices, Tobias said. After my parents died, I was told to live with my grandmother, so I did. After she died, I was told to go to the orphanage, so I did. And then I was told to come here, so I did. And when Connor tells you what... You'll do as king, you will? No, Tobias took a deep breath, picked up his book again, and then in a calmer voice added, I have a plan. I know what I'll do after, if I'm crowned. I went back to looking out the window. I hope it works for you. It will. I've worked out every detail. Stop staring out that window. Why does it matter to you? Because it's pointless when I know you can't see outside. Perhaps you're using it as a mirror to admire yourself. Then Tobias looked down at his papers and suddenly gathered them all together in a pile. I can't see your papers, I said tiredly. You're being foolish. Nevertheless, Tobias took his papers and threw them in the fire. He blew out his candle and said, I'm going to bed now. It was a long time until he fell asleep and I had a hard time outlasting him but I was determined to get outside farther wood tonight. I inched the window open and crept onto the narrow ledge beneath it, directly beneath it. There was little room for error, but it was a calm night, and there were plenty of places to grip on to the walls. I'd be fine. The neighing sound of the pasture in the pasture caught my attention first. Connor's wild mare had returned home. That was good news for me. It would diminish any sting in Connor's anger towards me for having lost her. It was good news for Cregan as well, time off from his sentence of service to Connor. 
It was amazing how much I could learn about Farthingwood from the exterior. With a fair amount of climbing and using the ledges, I could see into many of the windows. I only saw a few people still awake at this, this at late at night, and there were windows in nearly every room. For more favored servants' quarters, the more favored servants' quarters were on the main floor in the corners of the house. A few of the windows were covered in curtains. The rooms with curtained windows likely belonged to Imogene and other female servants, but I never tried to see into them. The idea of being caught staring into a room of sleeping women was not a pleasant one. They'd mark me as a peeping Tom, with no idea that it was the farthest thought from my mind. The center of the main floor was living space, which, such as Connor's office, the library, the music room, the dance hall, and the dining room. The kitchen and other servant areas were in the back. Bedrooms were on the upper floor. Connor's room was on the opposite side of the house from ours. There were other rooms between them, few of which interested me. I wasn't sure yet how to get on to- onto the top floor of Farthingwood, which was only a third of the area of the other floors. The nursery, schoolroom, where Rodden and I took lessons was up there, but I wasn't sure of what else. Likely, there were apartments for a governess and possibly more bedrooms. I might eventually find my way up to that level, but I wasn't trying too hard. I didn't, it didn't seem that anything interesting was up there. I shinned down a drain pipe to reach solid ground, always a nice feeling, and set about exploring the grounds. I passed through the stables, the archery courtyard, the wide vegetable garden, and then another carefully tended flower garden. The thought nagged at me again to just run, but I knew I wouldn't dare. The assurance of that confirmed my worst suspicions about myself, that deep inside, I really was a coward. The crescent moon had shifted in the sky before I decided to return to my bedroom, where Connor so smugly believed he had us prisoner. It was dark enough that I had to feel for the edges of the window to find the small gap to open it again. But there was no gap. The window was shut tight. I pressed, it, I pressed on it, but it was either locked or struck stuck beyond my ability to open it. I wondered what I should do. Tap on the window and get Rodden or Tobias to let me in? They'd certainly tell Ma or Connor, and I'd face a terrific punishment for that. As it turned out, I didn't have that decision to make. Tobias sat up in bed and looked directly at me. Then a wicked smile spread across his face. He arched his eyebrow as if, as if asking what I intended to do about this problem. I held out both hands, then pointed to the window. He shook his head slowly, then rolled over and lay back down again. I looked at Rodden, but if he was awake, I couldn't tell. He, was facing, he wasn't facing me and wasn't moving, except for a slow rise and fall of his body. I wondered if he was part of Tobias's trick. Rodden and I had agreed to sabotage Tobias. Maybe... Rodden also made an agreement with Tobias to sabotage me. If so, it would leave him free to both of us as it would leave him free of both of us as threats. It would be a clever plan and I almost regretted that I had not thought of it. 
I leaned my head against the stone wall of Farthenwood and balanced my feet on the narrow ledge. It wouldn't be long before the morning servants would awaken to begin preparing the house for a daytime routine. I was running out of time.